Welcome to the Birds and Bees podcast. I'm your host, Sue Johnson, professional nosy person and cranky feminist. And I'm excited to have with us today, Miss Nikki Unicorn. Um, she is an ent- very talented performance artist. She's a mom, a wonderful mom. I'm pretty sure she cloned her daughter because they look alike. Um, <laughs> very a bold, amazing dresser, just a trendsetter. And I love her so much. And thank you for agreeing to come on the podcast. Nikki, I really, I'm just so excited to talk to you. You're very welcome. Aw. <laughs> and I want to get to know you as well. <laughs> thank you. Um, first and foremost, I think I, I'm pretty sure I heard of your Instagram account from, I think, either Samantha Ray or um, maybe Jen Pond, I'm not sure. But it's definitely someone who is also very vocal in the um, fat activist community. And I just, you're just so beautiful and graceful. And it it pisses me off that you still get hateful comments, like for no reason, other than somebody purposely sat and watched one of your performance videos and Mm -hmm decided I'm going to be really shitty to Nicole for like no reason. Just, just want to upset her because I don't, I think people should be all the same size and size two. I just, mm-hmm. how does, how does that affect you? Cause you seem to just brush it off. You know, like I'm, I'm doing this for me. I'm not doing this for a man. I'm not, this is just something that I love to do and I want to share my art. Does that kind of get under your skin after a while with people saying, oh, you're too fat? So I started on Instagram about five years ago, um, just as a plus size yoga teacher. I have been teaching for about 10 years and right now transitioning and creating my cyber studio um, in regards to sensual yoga, which is what I do. This is what you guys are watching. (laughs) So um, I think. As I've grown with different platforms, it has gotten a little bit more stressful. I'm at the stage where I don't really care at this point, but when I first started TikTok, it was very overwhelming. I'm talking about like thousands of comments telling me I was going to crush my porch or scare my neighbors or I'm going to just die, etc. I would be doing headstands and they'd be like, your floor is going to collapse it would be the most craziest thing. So I started to combat it with just duetting it, but I kind of felt like I was putting attention on a lot of the negativeness. Sometimes it brought me more positive people understanding the things that I go through. And I'm very transparent with like my followers in regards to that, because I started on Instagram. I usually blog every single day in my stories and I kind of express like, you know, the harassment as far as males go and bullying and all that stuff and I think they it needs to be talked about more because we don't have proper representation you know people will act crazy if you're doing something out of the norm and specifically with me transitioning to the aerial community there isn't a lot of representation there at all so I almost feel called to it open the damn door they can't all be skinny and <laughs> and and on top of that, white. Yes, a bit, a bit. But I, I, you know, I have people that are, you know, 
just a part of the cause and understanding and really growing. Like um, I work very closely with Ganja Yoga. I don't know if you follow her, but she D is amazing. D is amazing. <laughs> she wrote the book uh, Ganja Yoga, and she's basically kind of like you know that pivotal stature in the Ganja community as far as that goes. And she creates lots of events cyberly for people that are you know, just 420 friendly, CBD friendly, et cetera. And she was like my idol for like the longest time. And then um, when I started a fan space, she re I reached out to her when she said she was looking to do one so I could help her. And she's just been really helpful in regards to all that. So she's super supportive of like, you know, me performing and all that stuff. And you know, she was like my first person that would just publicly book me because she's like, I've seen you perform. I have to show other people like this has to be seen, you know, and she's just the sweetest person. Even with my last performance, she was like, guys, she's getting better and better every performance. <laughs> she's like, this is my favorite one already. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. But I like be finding people in the community that, that truly support you know what you're doing even if they're not the same body type i think that that really brings exposure to the rest of us so that they can understand we do struggles but we're doing it so that everyone can have representation in everything yeah absolutely and and for someone to like mentor you if you will or say you know what there's a niche out there and you're gonna you're just you're the new i feel like we're, we're resting on a new wave of aerial yoga and just yoga in general for all body types because i think there's been just too much pushback i mean i'm not saying anything revolutionary or anything but to see and be present and say there is someone who is not a size two who's doing this amazingly beautiful yoga and you know what really attracted me was your attention to detail, like your makeup and your lingerie choices and the music that you curate for your performances. You just, you do not let anything go unturned. It's just, it, you make it seem effortless actually, but I'm sure you spend a lot of time working on your performance. And even if it's just something, I, you should practice videos too, right? Yes, I do. Oh, thank yes. you. I really appreciate that. I, I, I like to call myself more so like a visual artist because I really do pay attention to the details and all that. So even though I'm performing the makeup, the hair, you know, the outfits, uh, set design, all that stuff I do. And I do my own editing and all that stuff. So it's a one stop shop here. <laughs> yeah, I run the show. <laughs> You're your own boss. Indeed, indeed. And sometimes I just want to say I quit. And then I'm like, no, you can't quit. You have to upload today. So. <laughs> I I feel like you're one of those people who's like, you know what, I want to do this. And since there's no space for it right now, I'm going to forge my own path. Which yes. How and so five years you've been on Instagram, how long before that were you involved in yoga? and performance so yoga for a full when i started on instagram i think i was in my sixth 
my my either my fifth my fifth year of yoga. So I had already been teaching with the community pretty heavily, but just in a, a public sense, but not on the internet. I was really shy. So my Instagram, like if you go back into time, it's just only my kids. It's just only my babies. Like <laughs> I didn't exist for a while. It was just it was just life about them. But um when I got divorced, one of my friends brought me to a hot yoga class and oh. I was five hundred pounds and I was really struggling emotionally. Oh. And she she told me this was gonna heal me. And so I went and I felt like I almost died because I was wearing way too many clothes because I was self-conscious about my body. But the experience changed my life and um, just the, uh, you know, the guru who ran that studio spoke to me afterwards and was like, you would not give up for anything. I've never seen anything like it. He's like, we have all these skinny people in the back leaving the class and you refuse to leave. You're just trying so hard. And so my journey has started from that and I've maintained like a, a 200 pound loss just from staying, you know, doing yoga. And that's all for me, not for my body type. It just, I wanted to be healthier for my kids and do something for myself and be flexible. So it's never been like about like losing a bunch of weight. I like to surprise people that I'm like chunky and I can sit in a headstand for seven minutes. Can you do that? No. Holy crap. When, when I was doing yoga more frequently, it was, it took me months and months to do a headstand for maybe 30 seconds. <laughs> I do full flows and sometimes on TikTok, like I'll find a sound and I'll do a whole flow to it. My kids will either time it or I'll like have my setup time it so that I can like get into it and then go. But it's such a short time period. It's like 10 seconds go. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I and that's the other thing I get out of watching you is that I can tell you just love what you're doing. Like it just it's so powerful. I was like, Nikki is enjoying herself today. She's just going for it. And I, I it makes me feel better because I can't <laughs> I, I I find Ariel so interesting, but I can't find anything local that is I honestly felt the same way. I I coveted aerial people for years, thinking that I was too fat to do it, so I wouldn't do it. I was scared, and then I just decided that I was just going to buy the stuff. So this is what I did last year. I was like, you know what? We're in the middle of Covagina, and people have died. Why the hell can't I be a fat aerialist? Let's just get this over with. You know, I want to be that person when you type that aerial. I want to pop up on Google. I want to be that representation because I couldn't find. Sh <laughs> Sorry if I curse. <laughs> I apologize. No, no, no. This is very not safe for work. We're going to be talking about some other intimate things too. <laughs> so you can curse all you like. <laughs> no worries at all. So yeah, I just I decided to buy everything, and then um, I'm polyamorous, so I went through a breakup, and I was like. The oh, Lyra had been sitting on my porch, I'm not even kidding, for six months in the box. Six months in the box, man. And one day I was just like, you know what? It's gonna, it's gonna do it. Like the guy had already installed the setup so long ago, and I just never put anything together. So then I just yeah. I decided to do it. And 
it's actually almost my year with Lyra. So it's only been one year, but I told myself I need 10 years to be a, a real true performer. Just as much as I put into yoga, I have to do the same here. So I'll grow, but I've grown exponentially and it looks very clean and refined. But my first video, and I'm going to do a throwback video in, in a couple of days too, of having all that. Oh. It, it was so slow. I was scared. I didn't want to move. It was twirling like literally like a breath and I felt dizzy. <laughs> I literally felt like I was dying, but it, it was exhilarating. I was like, I have to get better. I watched a lot of YouTube videos. There's a lot of YouTube mm -hmm. people that do aerial and beginning aerial classes. I started there and then I just follow all the aerialists. I see inspiration and I do it. You know, I tried to figure out how it would work for my body. And then I realized I look really good going fast. So I needed to you learn can. how to go fast <laughs> because I can move my body more in ways that doesn't make any sense to anyone. So it's just like, I need to do that. So I, I work on speed training and stuff like that too. So I take it seriously, <laughs> not formalized, trained, which is why I won't teach anybody. Everyone always asks, teach me. I'm like, no, I don't have liability insurance, but I just want to do me. <laughs> I, you know, I've talked to other people on the podcast who um, do, are, are very vocal in a, in a community or mm -hmm. are uh, their own boss. And I feel like they get inundated with requests like, Okay, um, you're a disabled person. Can you come and do training at our office? We're not going to pay you though. Or you should do this uh, webinar and uh, don't charge anybody for it. So I'm just, is uh, that been prevalent for you? Have people just said, oh, well, Nikki, you're good at this. So just teach us for free. It's not a big deal, right? I have, I feel like more of my fans sometimes do that and mm -hmm. it, and it, and I have to remind them that I am such a busy woman that if I take space for you to teach you anything, you need to understand that. So I think that's why I stopped doing private classes because for two years straight, that's all I did. And then I just kind of wanted to transition to having like a secular job in the background so that I can evolve in my art and put more money into it because it just felt like I was doing a lot for my body, but not for my soul kind of situation and I have to remind people like you know I'm a professional and you know I have to be paid accordingly I do different things for different situations though so I do want to put that out there if it's a small business that wants to work with me I will do things differently for them because small businesses don't have representation and I always 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 advertise for black businesses for free that's it it's incredible no, as I and and they'll send me stuff, and I'm like, you don't even have to do that. I have a shopping addiction. I was gonna hit that site anyway. <laughs> so I've seen some really big brands blow up because of that, you know. And I've I've been working with Thunder Thighs now. I feel like for maybe two three years. And when I first met them, they were under 10k, and now they're at 100k. You have to support the community. They cannot grow without people. And I understand that influencers want to charge what they're worth, but black businesses should be, you know, different. They need more support. Yeah. Yeah. And 
I feel, and, and if, since you're part of the community, it's about helping each other out. And I always, because we live in a bullshit capitalistic uh, patriarchy, um, there's this sense of mm, uh, choose me. Yes, yes, and also the token. We don't, you know, we don't. This is us caring about representation. It's like so you have one black person out of the 5,000 people you have employed. And it's just for, it's performative allyship. So I think it's working closely mm -hmm. people in your community is more beneficial than ever connecting with a white owned business or fake woke people. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. I mean, there's ways to get your money. You just have to <laughs> you figure out what you stand for. And like when I first started, I don't think I felt like that, but I've had experiences along the way that I really wanted to nourish the community the way that it needed to be nourished. I just feel like people will say they support black businesses, but then they won't purchase from black businesses, you know? They won't. They'll say they're too expensive or something. I'm not about the light. Yeah, that's bullshit. And you're racist. I mean, that's what everything boils down to. Or capitalism. Um, it's one of those mm -hmm. two things. If you can't exactly. commodify somebody, they're not interested. Um, I did want to ask you about your sense of style, which I love so much. And you're, I had, I'm of the belief that it's not about confidence or um, being courageous or brave. I feel like you just have to love yourself fully. And I can see that you, you love your whole body, like my tip to toenail. And when you wear like lingerie or um, something much more sexy and sensual, if you're wearing the clothes, the clothes aren't wearing you. I think it's pretty evident. <laughs> It's taken a bit of a journey. I think that celebrating yourself every day will allow you to get to a point where you just know that you look good in something and you're like, you know what? I look like a badass. This is pretty decent. But I think that, you know, society makes us feel like we're not good enough because we don't look like that European standard. And a lot of us will feel funny wearing clothes or we'll buy something that doesn't fit right. But you know what I'm saying? We want to be fashionable. You just have to just look at it and say, listen, I want to be happy. Let my belly jiggle sometimes. Who the hell cares? This is how I live life. <laughs> I think I so need what if I have a fupa? We all have fupas. <laughs> yeah. I a fupa. I hear that today. I was having some issues yesterday when I wore a romper. I'm like, but... But you no know, prepping for today and knowing I was going to talk to you, I was like, I, I, Nikki's going to give me some, not pearls of wisdom, but just like, sh she's going <laughs> to say something that's going to make me feel better. <laughs> you look oh, beautiful yeah. as is. It will radiate. Absolutely. Well, and you, you're glowing right now, please. <laughs> uh, I'm going through the change. So. It's probably my hot flash. Oh. Well, it's definitely giving you a dusty glow, and that's great. Thank you. I appreciate that. 
Um, I I loved your book. Daughter just had a tenth birthday, and mm -hmm. I loved the montage you did for her. And there was a pregnancy picture of you. I think that was like the first one, right? You were like in a mm -hmm. a little white nighty, <laughs> and I was just like, oh my god. I don't know what it was, but you just look like divine motherhood. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> did you? Thank did you. You're welcome. And and ha having you say that you were heavier after you had your children, and seeing where you are now was. Did you? I don't want it to sound like like cliche like oh post pregnancy body you know hormone shifts and not everything's going to go back in the same place did did you mm -hmm. did you embrace that like my body's different and i love it just as much as my old body or did you have some um unpleasant feelings about it see now you make me want to do a video of what i look like before now i think you guys need to see that no, I was very timid and shy and scared. And before I started this journey on Instagram, honestly, um, I would wear more clothes than less. And I was very embarrassed about my body. So going into yoga, that's what changed it for me. Just knowing that it's not about the movement, but it's about your breath. And it's about just accepting your body as is and what it feels like that day. It really kind of changed my perspective like maybe today my fufa just doesn't feel like she wants to be in the leggings and that's <laughs> that we need to just get over it it's not every day we're gonna look as you know polished as we want to look and also i was always scared of doing the things like i remember my littlest one's probably third birthday i wore my first crop top and i think i have a picture of this on instagram and i was like guys i'm wearing a crop top like oh my mm -hmm. god you know like <laughs> i've gone through such a journey in the last couple years it's you know initially this journey kind of started off in like i want to say in a negative light but it's grown into a positive zone and i think that is very reflective just from where I've gone through because just when I started I was getting out of an abusive relationship and he hacked oh, my no. Instagram and he oh. pretended to be me on the internet oh, and everything. so it was me reclaiming like just myself <laughs> I had to go to court and everything they saw me in court like I was very transparent about it and I didn't have like a lot of friends so I felt like the internet people were my friend, like, you know, they'd be like, dude, that sucks, you know, or you look awesome. So I'd be like, oh, thanks, you know, like, it was nice to have just like, people that supported you when you're going through like your worst moment, and the people in your life are not even supporting you like that. So it was always just really good. And I think it really encouraged me to like, grow as a person. And then, you know, I started going to concerts and doing like little festivalish outfits and starting to expand myself and not being so scared about like life anymore and it just started to feel like it was cool like you know there's lots of people who want to do it but they're scared and i feel like i get that comment like every day on tiktok is like i've never seen anybody do yoga wear this kind of outfit or do aerial they always start with that sentence and i'm like 
I'm glad that I'm starting to change people's minds. If they decide to choose something pretty, even if it's not going to make them look like some twig on a stick, then that right there, it's like I've changed somebody's mind. I've helped somebody. Wear the damn crop top. <laughs> wear, wear the damn and eat the damn donut if you want. Exactly. <laughs> wear the lingerie and, and binge watch The Office. Nobody cares. <laughs> There's somebody out there that loves that. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a personal question and feel free to, you don't have to, to answer if you don't want to. Do you utilize counseling or talk therapy at all? For many years I did when I was younger. Um, I'm diagnosed with OCD. So um, I did for many years and then I got to a, a stage, I guess, in the PTSD journey where they quote unquote told me I graduated. So I guess I guess oh. I, I guess I'm as mentally refined as I can be. <laughs> but I do, you know, journal and meditate and all that stuff and try to be kind to myself and utilize all those skills that have been cultivated from like all that. I, I, the only reason I bring it up is because you sounds like you have the good set of coping skills and a great set of tools to live a, a better life than the one that you had when you were abused or, or mm -hmm. stuff in that. Yeah. It, it can take a long time for people. I worked in domestic violence for almost four years. I would never go back to it. It was mm -hmm. intense um, for sure. It is. And, and you, yeah. Um, but but I feel like I have to combat a lot of people's thinking of, well, why did you stay so long? Why did you have kids? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? It's like, you don't understand. This is carefully mapped out in the abuser's head. This didn't just happen overnight. It wasn't like you were physically assaulted and then the next day you left and you were fine. It Absolutely. I feel like a changing point for me, especially like during that time period when I had just gotten onto Instagram when I was going to therapy was she showed me this little chart thing and I don't even know if I still have it, but it was like a list of things that people do when they gaslight you and I was floored. I was floored. I was like, so I'm not crazy. Like, are you kidding me? What the fuck? So he just was going through this. Like, so everyone's going through this. Like, <laughs> but that was yeah. like at a time where you couldn't really like even find people on social media that were really truly talking about it. Social media has evolved. It used to be just pretty things. And now it's like, I when I came on, I, I think people liked me because I was honest. Like, I got evicted yeah. on live once. Like, <laughs> holy! And I, I couldn't figure out how to turn off live because I wasn't savvy, and they heard that whole sh and I was so pissed. I was like, "The yeah. internet heard me get evicted." I, you know, I went from like a stage of because I was going through it, like while I was going through the court case. He was like calling my job and harassing me, so I had to get a restraining order. And I ended up yeah. moving some states away so that we could resume having some sort of normalcy because it was just too much being in the same state. It was always something and, going on. And you had little people but that was, living with you. Yeah, exactly. And also the, the situation was affecting my ex-husband as well. And we co-parent and we're really 
like a tight knit. It's a very unique situation. When we say we co-parent, we co-parent. We all three of us show up at the meetings, me, him, his wife. We come with our little binders, you know, we're ready to go for an IEP. They know not to mess with us type of vibes. <laughs> so it's a very good parenting situation and like the regard where we all respect each other and we just want to do like well with the children. But that situation was so crazy and I was going through so much and they kindly let me stay with them for like a whole year so I could just get my life together. Like they had a spare room and everything. Cause I, I don't have the type of family that is very supportive. And oh. he knows that because like we grew up together and stuff like that. Like my mom is like, either you're gonna go straight on this road or I'm not gonna support you. Even the internet thing. She was like, that's stupid. Nobody does that. Nobody wants to see you on the internet. I'm like, okay, five so years later. I, I'm looking at your Instagram account <laughs> right now, and uh, you have thousands and thousands of people following you. Tw 21.1 thousand people follow you, so clearly not stupid. Um, Almost 71K on TikTok, so I'm doing pretty well. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, that needs to be celebrated. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so you have um, you have a choose your own family then, since it sounds like your bio family is not in the picture. Yeah, so that's what I feel like my Instagram is. It's like a choose your own fi family experience. It's my diary of becoming me as a performer and an artist. And I ha I was on live last night, and it was so funny because one of the first followers I ever had was in this live and they were like I haven't talked to you in forever but you know I'm always supporting you how are you here for five straight years you are amazing you know gosh that that's worth I mean one all it took was that one person yes and and, and then now you have so much love and respect especially and, and from other people in the community. Um, and you're going in spaces where traditionally people who are not, <laughs> I'm gonna reiterate, fat black women are not generally allowed into a lot of the areas. And you're just like, nope, 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 nope. I'm, I'm the Kool-Aid man, I'm busting through this door. And if you don't like it, get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have to be like that because when I first started on the internet, you know, I, at the time, and it's so weird now because you can flip a page and be on like 12 sexy yogi pages. But when I started being a sexy yogi, ooh, the community was mad. They were so mad. I was disrespectful to everything we've learned. And now it's like, everyone's doing it. So I had to create a space for me to be me in order for, you know, us to all start to evolve in these ways where they may have all been thinking about doing it, but nobody was doing it. <laughs> we were too scared to do it. Like we thought if we went to the door, we would be rejected. Like imagine getting through the door and they're like, oh, so I could just do it anyway. Like nobody's gonna tell me other ways. Wow, that's wild. <laughs> and you've been very successful. And I just love that a clothing company was like, you, Nikki Unicorn, we want to work with you. We love everything that you stand for. 
exactly <laughs> i like that too i get really like happy about that like vibe of just brands wanting to work with me considering like my type of content yeah and the weird thing that happens too like um again it goes back to well we already have we're working with jessamine this time so that's enough representation there and maybe five years from now we'll we'll want to talk to you nikki and i just do things honestly i was the type of person where like i would approach brands and brands would be like no or you have too many men on this side oh this is when it became an issue i swear to you I, I don't oh. know why the male brands are not using me because my analytics say that IG is male and for the most part and TikTok is heavily female. I'm like, you know, but they would be like, you have too many guys or whatever, or we don't like sexy content. And I'm like, I'm not willing to compromise on my art. My body is my art. I'm living my art form right now. So if you don't like it, then we just won't work together and then you'll cry about it later. And I love that you're doing this all on your own, forging your own path, because I feel like a lot of media has put a spotlight on you're making money off of black people's bodies and you're not giving back to the community. You're not giving them a voice and I, you're doing it the, the non-traditional way, which should be fucking commended and you look good while you're doing it. So thank you. Um, do you have, I've asked some people this on my show, do you have like a sexy times playlist if you're going to be intimate with someone? There is a playlist on Pandora that's my 70s mix and I will tell you that there just this year i think last year was more of like a 90s grunge vibe those guys definitely heard some nirvana but this year has been the 70s so you're definitely going to hear it with my trippy led lights in the bedroom like i turned the whole thing on it's ridiculous <laughs> you're like where am i what's happening <laughs> so are we talking like 70s soul or more folk music or i'm very curious just because like I, vibes I of like the chain stevie nicks and just oh. all those vibes all those vibes aerosmith classic type vibes and just it's just like a good mix of everything because i don't think everything in there is like fully 70s but it has like the same type of energy like it, it pulls like from like a, a sensual smoke and mirrors type vibe. I like to think it's like my dirty New York music, you know, like in the seventies. <laughs> we're gonna smoke a joint and we're gonna get real fucking freaky and then maybe have a pizza afterwards. That's what exactly. it is. <laughs> and then I even changed the lights afterwards. <laughs> peaceful pastels in the room all of a sudden it's funny <laughs> i i think everything in my life is some form of drama so i always do so much extra at all times <laughs> are you a libra no i'm a capricorn but it doesn't feel like i'm like all the other capricorns i'm more my top three but 
don't ask me it. I will not always remember this, but they make me a very blended, like, emotional Capricorns. I'm going to work myself to death, but I'm going to cry for, like, 20 minutes midday. And you better not talk about it kind of vibes. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. You Maybe you're a cusp. Maybe you're right on that Aquarius cusp. I feel like it because I'm January 2nd, so it's just things hit me more intensely. I'm in this uh, Capricorn group in Facebook, and they always, they sound like they're more like, I don't give a fuck. And I am like that, too, but I got to throw some tears in there for no reason. But it feels good to cry. You cry about it, and you're like, all right, well, fuck that person. I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. We've seen that. Uh, I've seen that play out on on some of your stories. It's like my heart got broken. I'm gonna be like this badass bitch right now for five seconds, and you can't take it, <laughs> right? <laughs> or if a guy's ignoring me, I just do a really hot shoot, and then they start messaging me again. You looked really good today. That is so fucking true. <sighs> It is, it is. And I feel like I can sometimes read them like a book when they start acting like that. I'm like, oh, you're always playing a game. I don't have time to play any games. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I feel like in that Capricorn energy, you know what you want and you're going to go for it. But it sounds like maybe like your moon or your rising is kind of making you more emotional so that you're more open than a Capricorn would normally would be. I think so, but I'm also very picky. Like, if they start acting weird or if they can't spell, oh, God, the spelling thing. Why is guys can't spell these days? Man, LeVar Burton really needs to come back and do a series for men in their 30s because I can't stand it. Please, how come you're shorthanding three-letter words? This is unnecessary. And it's just really too hard to read. (laughs) Oh, my God. I... I, when I was single, I have a husbeast. We've been together for a while. But that was one of the things, because I met him through Craigslist. And that was one of the stipulations on my ad was that good grammar costs nothing. So if you're illiterate, move it along. I feel like that is just the most amazing story I have ever heard, considering everything you can find on Craigslist and you found love. That's amazing. I always wondered if the people from Missing Connections found their person like that, you know, because those would be so pretty. I'd be like, I saw you across the the hallway in our building and we lived da 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 da. You were wearing a red dress. And I'm like, where are these people? These type of people. Where? Do I need to move? <laughs> I would when I was single, I would pour over misconnections and be like, maybe I'm the missing person. Maybe they saw me when I was going grocery shopping and getting kitty litter. And they were just like, wow, the way she held that kitty litter, I was possessed. <laughs> right? The wind overtook you and you looked like you had a bird nest in your hair. And I, then I loved you. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> but they would always be so nice. Like, it didn't matter which, like, area I would read them in. It wouldn't be creepy or anything. It would just be like... You are the most beautiful person I've ever seen in my whole life. I'm like, wow, that's cute. I did read a creepy one once, and it will always stick with me. Somebody had said, 
I was waving my arms up and down at you and you ignored me. Can you please call me? Oh my god. <laughs> You've reached it's desperation, sir. It's so legitimately it. time to move. <laughs> no longer go to that coffee shop. <laughs> Note to self, there is a stalker in this neighborhood. Please avoid. Yep. <laughs> Occasionally, he will wave his arms at you, so at least you know who to avoid. I'm assuming it's like the, hey, stop for me, kind of like, I, I have roadside trouble kind of arm wave. Like the the frantic, like... I know, right? Like a sim. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, Craigslist is really weird because they passed all those laws about child stuff sex trafficking, which bravo, mm -hmm. that needed to happen. Um, yeah. But now people treat, I don't know, it just seems like more, um, I don't know if people meet each other anymore. It seems like it's gotten very siloed since there's so many stipulations on meeting someone virtually now. I, I, I think it's because of the change of the error and every sex worker honestly has to go through their dues when it comes to that. But the migration of losing sex workers will always kill a site. And I truly believe it was that. I was a pro-dom during those years. I met the most amazing subs, I tell you. The type of people that wouldn't go to FetLife or even talk about these things to anyone in their whole life, just cross-dressing and doing nails with me and watching Sex in the City and then just go the fuck home afterwards. It would be the most amazing experience. And, I'm, and you can't, like, you know, cultivate that now. Like, now you, you know so mm. much about people or you can, like, dig into people's shit. But back then it was, like, you don't know who the fuck you were going to get. But you knew you had rules and they follow the rules. Yeah. <laughs> so it, I don't think that level of community can happen. But every time sex workers get banned out of somewhere something happens to that site and it's just not as active as it used to be. Facebook used to be very active. Now Facebook is, mm -hmm. you know, where you update grandma. Like what the hell happened? <laughs> Instagram is slowly becoming that too, but we just have to stay in our lane. But it's it's terrible to have that happen all the time. I um yeah between people Someone who's larger with very large breasts and mm -hmm. maybe some, sometimes it looks like they're nude, but they're not down on like a, a tank top, but you couldn't see it. And these people are being shadow banned or permanently removed or their photos are taken down. So why don't mm -hmm. you go bother people that are taking 14 year old girls from bad homes, taking them across the country and pimping them out for sex? Why don't you concentrate on that? instead of harassing a fat person in a tank top. It's that also the restrictions or the algorithms for fat people are just ridiculous. I know that Instagram, they had their situation a couple years ago, which pushed them now to leave us alone a little bit because there was a like, I want to say two, three years where 
and I couldn't wear lingerie again anymore because it was so bullshit. And, but I was not even like dancing in the lingerie. I was just simply doing the ad that was fucking paid for. And I was getting it taken down. And the brand was getting flags for this too. And it was just a nightmare. And it's still to this day very difficult because I just, I recently saw another brand having this issue too that they got a warning that their page was going to be deleted they sell lingerie they have to fucking show the lingerie what the fuck do you want them to do so censorship they're accommodating for having children grow up on the internet they want children to have facebook and instagram and all that stuff so they're like limiting us as adults when really they created this for us they did yeah and you know what? I don't see the problem with having and seeing somebody's nipple or maybe a little bit of pubic hair. That's not going to kill anybody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't need to see everything that I see on on Twitter because sometimes Twitter is sure. wild. You're like, what the hell? Oh, yeah. I just, I I just want wanted to, to see her in this outfit. I don't need to see everything in between. I mean, I support my friends that do whatever they want to do. It's your fucking life. Do it. Get your money. I don't care. You know, brava. Do it. I just wish Twitter would allow you to change your own view because sometimes you just want to follow someone's unhinged thoughts and not necessarily their in unhinged sex life. But that's me. <laughs> Some people yeah, I agree. follow that too. <laughs> you know, that's yeah, why they got followers. <laughs> There is a lid for every pot. <laughs> now, with, with Elon Musk buying Twitter, I think it's going to be insane. I think I think all the rules have just gone out that window, and unfortunately, I feel like it's going to promote more racism and sexism and misogyny. That's I don't know. Maybe I'm being a pessimist. I think that. There's been some chattering about it on TikTok as well that the sex workers think they're going to first to go again. And that's how it all starts is usually when the restrictions happen, the sex workers leave. And they're not leaving by choice. They're being like fucking deleted at like fucking 200K followers. The fuck? Like they're nobody. It's very terrible. So yeah, I'm that's hoping the not. It's really, it's hard enough to exist on the internet. And I think that as fans understand how things are evolving because i think a lot of fans don't understand it they want you to be the way you would be in a fan space on social media yep. and you cannot you can the fuck you can't exist on the internet being that way they will completely keep deleting you <laughs> they'll have yep. to start to evolve to, to the space of like independently supporting those artists and stuff because they cannot do it any other way it's difficult. Even what I do is difficult. I'm like, yeah. I'm gonna wake up one day and that shit's gonna be gone. But I have contingency plans. I have plans day. <laughs> I have planned for this day for a long time. I knew this was gonna come one day. Because I used to do tasteful nudes and those used to be flagged the hell out. So everyone has a, a an immense amount of flags probably from three four years ago when they didn't care so much <laughs> they went back in time and flagged all that stuff how do you flag something that wasn't a rule at that time period 
They play too many games. Oh my god, this is stupidity at its finest. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, going to the back to the the fetish. I didn't actually know that you were involved in the sex worker community, or else I've forgotten. I'm I'm curious because I do find the fetish world very very interesting. Um, but uh, I was watching a documentary, a documentary, and they said the person who's paying for the services. It's not about reaching an orgasm. It's just them being satisfied in the moment and i was just curious as to your experience would would people actually like come like fully come when you worked with them every experience was different it really depended on the fetish i did have restrictions i didn't do any penetratory stuff and i really believe in the sub dom dynamic if that is what you are paying for that is what you're getting so my body is not privy to you no matter what, if they do, they do in their own cognizance without me right. like that. So that would be something established in the beginning. But there are some fetishes where I could be across the room and this could happen. Like, you know, like with no actual, yeah. like, <laughs> no, you know, manualness to it. <laughs> I've seen some pretty unique things. Yes, I, I think I do consider myself still a part of the world. I just... I don't dabble the way I used to, but I feel like my content borders on burlesque stripper vibes. Mm -hmm. So again, there's no, even dating this is so hard to explain to people. They're like, how, like, what kind of content do you do? I'm like, you just have to really see it. Cause like, I just really can't explain it. Like I, it's weird and it's not like anyone else, but in about 10 years, there'll be 20 girls that are exactly like me. And I'm doing something again, weird that doesn't exist. So yeah, I, um, but I'm very finished friendly and I was in uh, a pro dami for like 10 years. So I'm technically I love. <laughs> I would love to see your outfits though. I bet they were amazing. They were just as amazing as now. Cause I was looking back in time at some of the pictures I had back then. Cause I used to take pictures and little photo shoots. It wasn't as, I don't think evolved as it is now, but it was to the point so that I could get sessions and stuff like that. So, but I still, I very much attention to detail. <laughs> and that's the Capricorn coming out on you. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, perfect. <laughs> and you know what I think is really great now is that there are so many um, local grassroots organizations that help sex workers both unionize and get paid equitably, because I think that's been happening far too long is that women are in the sex industry, but the people that oversee the money aspect or the marketing aspect are white men. And anytime you say the word unionize, that's it. Your livelihood is done and over. You need to find something else to do for, for employment. I and mean, honestly, the people that I knew back then when I was doing it, we all did it just by ourselves. It made no sense for us to have anyone involved in that shit. We didn't want to pay for anyone to do our shit. We could do it. We learned how to fucking edit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
we learned how to advertise. We budgeted the advertising, we budgeted the lingerie, or we found a sub that would pay for the lingerie. You got a barter system, some of them. I used to have a, a cleaning sub who would come in on Fridays. He didn't have a lot of money, so he only gave me a small donation, but he would deep clean the whole entire house in a maid's outfit, run me a bubble bath, oh. and it was chill. And it was great. That, it was really nice. That sounds like my perfect day. Right? <laughs> Deadler. And then he'd be like, I'm done. And then I'd be like, bye. And then I just lock the door and he'd be up. And that was the end of that. And I, there was no expectation. That's what I like about that world specifically. And, and I think the sex worker world in general is that you create your own boundaries. So if you don't fucking yeah. want to do it, you don't have to do it because you're your own fucking boss. And what the hell are they going to do? Cry about it? And you still can't get what, it, what, they, what they, you they, want. They, I have the cookie. Can you get the cookie without listening to the rules? No. <laughs> I, For me, I feel like sex work is also a visual art because mm -hmm. it's a craft that you're working on, but at the same time, it's also a business arrangement. So it's... You could have been who you could. I I don't know. I, I'm. I'll just let us ask. Did you put on like different personas when you had clients? Yeah, I did. Some of them like. That. Some of them didn't know I had kids, and kids revolted them. So this was not a thing. I did have some subs that knew I had kids. They would bring Easter baskets and stuff like that. Like they understood to be more gentle. It's just. You have to assess the situation and their personality. You also have to have a huge aspect wall in between your real life and your fictional life. Change things dramatically. You can have the setting the same. You have kids and you're a mom, but like you change everything else. Instead of having, you have boys, you have girls. You just change it so that their experience is good, but you don't have to give them real life. That's not what they're there for. And the way that I used to set it up was I'd send them like a whole questionnaire. They'd have to be interviewed first. Then they'd have to deposit. Uh -huh. Then we had a tester session, which was 30 minutes. Then we had a full session, which was 60 minutes or more, et cetera. So I had long-term arrangements with a lot of the people that I was with for a long time. I was didn't even have to do newbies if I didn't feel like it. Oh, that's amazing. And practical and smart because I feel like, you know, sex work is looked at like, oh, it's so dangerous. And it's like, no, it's not a 1980s TV movie. You are not standing on a back alley in some shitty neighborhood trying to get, you know, $10. You, you were a businesswoman and you created a safe environment, which is amazing. And I think more sex workers should have the opportunity to vet people. And a lot of them and I think it's a lot easier now because now you don't even have to create those restrictions if you don't want to. You create restrictions in your spaces. People can't demand content from you. You can do whatever you want, and that's how I look at it. My space is a sensual performance space. Yes, they would love to see me go buck wild. No, that's not what this is for. You're supporting my art. And you're going to see artistic shots and just how I celebrate my body and just what I'm working on performance-wise. But you're not going to tell me I should do this, this, and this. Like, get out of here. I'll give you your money back. 
my my overall goal is to be me and so i govern that world you know i'm happy here you can't make me unhappy in my own space no <laughs> you i just it's so amazing that you are you accomplished so much it's and because you're very much younger than me. I'm 46. I'll be 47 in October. Very proud Leo. Uh, why am I saying Leo? Libra. Sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, you, you are just, I don't know. You've, you're just very inspiring to me. That's all. And I really am appreciative that we're able to talk and I will have links to everything. Um, so people can find you and pay for your art and get to be part of the joy because that's how I feel watching you. I just feel like very joyous and like, yeah, I'm going to wear a crop top today. <laughs> <laughs> and you should. Oh, um, another person to follow. I don't know if you follow her, but uh, Lux ATL. Lux ATL. She in yes. Atlanta? Y yes. Although she travels all over the place, but she's really big on TikTok. She's She's pregnant right now, but she has I was such gonna am say. amazing entrepreneurial spirit. She was a sex, you know, a stripper, and she got really big in the ranks as far as performing wise. And now she celebrates like how women are and just I'm a part of her salon where we get shit done. We choose our goals and they've kind of like helped organize me a little bit because I'm always doing something, but it's not organized enough. So if you want to be like around that type of surroundings and stuff like that, it is a really good place. Plus, you know, you know, we, we twerk together sometimes once a month, which is really great. <laughs> oh my God. That sounds incredible. It's the um, best thing ever. I tell you. <laughs> I love how she doesn't call it a collective. You guys are a coven, which is it's that mm -hmm. extra, that's just a cherry on the Sunday. It really is. The space that she's created is wonderful. There's like, you know, we chat with each other and we update each other and we put posts and videos and stuff like that. And we ask each other for help and stuff like that. Like currently I'm shooting for my cyber studio so that it can um, open uh, July 15th and it's going to be a tier in my uh, site. So you guys can learn how to be sexy and do yoga and, you know, antiquate that to your partners as well. Yes, it will help with that too. <laughs> I am, no, yes, I will. I'm going to be one of the first people that signs up. I'll absolutely do that. Um, and uh, you know what? I, but anyway, I, I just like, you know, I ask them and stuff like that. So it's a good space to just like do a collective of, you know, combine combining minds and stuff like that. You, you, even though you forged a path on your own, you still need that support from other mm -hmm. people in the industry. And it sounds like everybody, there's plenty of work for everybody. Nobody's worried about losing money or feeling inadequate because it also sounds like there are people who have niche things in this collective yeah it's like people yeah. from all different walks as far as like there's people who are making jewelry or like you know doing big business moves as far as that goes or learning like a craft or painting so it's it's like a very good kind of like a commune cyberspace very much so 
you can always find someone that oh is doing what you need, you know, and we're just like bonding together. So it's a really great environment. I've been in now for like two months, very, very like what I needed. <laughs> That's inspiring. It really is. I hate to let you go, but I have to. Because it's been an hour. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, this was amazing. You you took time out of your mother's day for her for mm -hmm. me, and I really and truly appreciate that. And people can find Nikki Unicorn at almostfamousunicorn.com. Um, I will drop the link. I'm on technically Fansly, so I have a Fansly like link thing majiggy, but it's like fansly.com slash uh, almost famous unicorn. But I'll give it to you. <laughs> Thank you. I will put that in our show notes so you can follow Nikki on Instagram and TikTok and wherever she's available because she's amazing and will blow your mind. And if you want to please follow me on Instagram as well at the birds and bees pod, uh, the birds and bees pod, or shoot me an email at the birds and bees pod at gmail.com. And thank you again, Nikki. And you have a lovely rest of your day. And you take care of yourself. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. -bye. <laughs>